This is Michaela McLean, and you're listening to Beauty by Design. Hey everyone, welcome back. Thank you for being here for the drum roll, please. 2024 astrology preview with Ryan Marquardt. I am super looking forward to this conversation. I've had a lot of people being like, I can't wait because I think everybody's ready for a break from whatever we've had going on these last few years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so ready, so ready. Um, so how how is everything going? I was just we were just kind of gathering ourselves up before this, and I was checking some dates, and I was like, well, hang on, let me go check my my trusty Bismo CEO calendar, my phone. Like, legitimately, I was like laughing. I'm like, no, I use this all the time because I'm always pulling charts for stuff. And as as we get to it, we will we will get there. But when we get to October, I was like, oh yeah, I need to double check, you know, specifically something at a certain date and time. And I was like, I love I was saying to Ryan, I'm like, I love having this on my phone, like to go all the time. It's I I look at it every day. Oh I'm my obsessed. God. That makes me so happy. It's cool to see somebody like literally using it, like you pulling like it real up. Time. It's just, like cool to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's great. It is like, I think it takes a minute to figure out like how it applies to you. You know, you kind of get it and then you're like, what do I do with this? But I think the more you check it, the more it starts yeah. to make sense. I think, I think it will be one of those things, you know, um, as I've said, it's like you being a manifester and bringing something new into the world and me being kind of like the prime, you know, like prime customer. It's like somebody who already knows this stuff and understands it and, know, and like will intuitively know how to use it. But I think the longer it exists, the more and the more that people are into this, like listen to this podcast and and hear these overviews. And they're like, like I had one of my friends was like, oh, I love um show notes. And I'm like, yeah, no. I mean, like that sounds great. <laughs> but that's already, it's like so, you know, as you have a podcast Asking. as well. It's like there, like it's a lot of work. I already put in a lot of work on in so many ways and so many levels that I'm like, or just get this calendar. And then yeah. there, there's basically your show notes right there. And it'll be on your calendar already for you. Like you don't, I, I don't need to break it down for the new to then write it in your calendar. Just go get the damn calendar and it will download into your phone and we're good to go. We're yeah. good to go. Make your totally. own mess. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have all the stuff there. And I feel like if you get it, like one of the simplest ways to kind of like see it, because it can be hard to be like planning your week, your next week or something, right? Mm -hmm. Using it. But I think one of the simplest ways is to look back at the previous week, be like, well, what did you actually experience? What did you go through? Yes. And then pull up those transits from the past week and see how they applied, because then mm -hmm. it's going to start clicking and you're like, oh, like this Mercury retrograde thing is like really messed up my last week and it's still active this next week. So now I know I need to be careful about these things, you know? Yes. Yes. Well, already, I mean... And we've talked about it on here already. You know, it's like, oh, the next Mercury retrograde. Now, I am scarred for life from a trip that we took during a Mercury retrograde. I knew that it was happening, but my husband planned it. Um, and this has been a number of years ago, but our kids were like still little. We were going back to his family. We were going back to Scotland. Um, and it was, I mean, truly the trip from hell. Not once we were there, but like the getting there and even the getting home. Oh, 
I'm you know, like never again. So we were like, let's go to Hawaii over Christmas break, like with the kids. And then suddenly I was like, Bismo CEO says it is Mercury retrograde at the time that we're we were talking about. And I was like, yeah, no, let's push that out to spring break. So that's what we're gonna do. Push that out of spring break, and then we're gonna do like Japan when school gets out. But it was like, Ooh. no, no, my daughter wants she's obsessed with Japan. So um we're like, no, that's we're 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 moving it around. So I love that's it. How you yeah. to plan your life. Like I totally. like I said, I've been scarred. I am my PTSD forever from that trip. Oh, oh god. god. Yeah, oh, the Mercury god. retrogrades are not something to mess around with. Once you understand how those impact you, oh my god. I like I definitely know uh, traveling is travel crappy yeah. in yeah. general. Honestly, even without Mercury retrograde, it's just like bad in my oh. chart. Yeah. But, um with mercury retrogrades it's transit specifically mm -hmm. for me like i've had mm -hmm. car accidents i've had my battery die i've gotten into a literal scooter accident and fractured both my arms like i oh my like, on the days mercury goes retrograde right so i know to not get in a car on those days <laughs> you're like i am extra careful at that yeah. time i know i know that and like i said that trip um it was it was truly one of those like it could have been a movie it was like everything that could go wrong did go wrong like and then some like over the top and you Dang. have two little kids like it was it was just seriously it's like a nightmare and um well I mean, we all hung in through there but uh but i just know better now i'm like we're not we're not gonna chance that it's like yeah absolutely would it have to happen no but what is mercury rule travel is one of those things it's like and you know it, it's not just you it's like the bigger system that you exist within yeah. it's not like oh mercury retrograde and me i'm like no, no no this is like you're at the airport and suddenly the computers all don't work and flights aren't yeah. going you know like that kind of craziness yeah. so you know it's 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 bigger it's bigger than that so so i love having that on my phone now like i said i'm totally obsessed and you said you're going to do something really amazing for our yes. listeners yeah I'm so excited for everybody so if anybody listening wants to get business ceo um you can use the code michaela 30 and you'll get 30 percent off bismos um and you can use the code anytime between now and the end of january 2024 um and then you'll get access to transits all the way through to january 2025 so you'll have a full year out of amazing astrology plugged into your phone and there's again so much more that like comes with this including free workshops um that we're hosting at least once a quarter we've got them already planned out but i'll do more than that i'm sure um and then we're like building out like a members section on the website people can log into and get a bunch of other really good astro goodies but yeah it's you know uh 30 off of the the normal price is 89 dollars, so you know 30% what it would be like 60 bucks then is that quick math I don't, in my head? I don't I don't do I math think I don't do math that's cheap I'm a Pisces I don't do math <laughs> I know I, I I suck at it um but, but yeah it's cheap it's for our business people it's a it's a business write-off right I mean yes. what it, I'm always like what even is that that's nothing to have this in your pocket and not only that like what all what all are you gonna cover in the workshops like are you gonna like because I know a lot of people listen to this and they're like you know they have a vague idea but um you know even just how to understand and like check your chart for what we're talking about right because like again i know because i can pull up the calendar right and i look at it and i'm like oh well this is happening in this house for me you know i know i know exactly how like this is applying to myself because i know this stuff but for a lot of people they don't so what what, what will the workshops kind of walk people through 
totally. Well, I'd say like you can always a just like kind of book an astrology reading with me too, and I can literally yes. show you how to be applying this stuff to your chart. It'll take yes. one hour, uh, just a one hour session of like you feeling like very confident and applying this stuff to yourself. Nice. Um, but otherwise, also on the website, it's bismoceo.com. Um, there's like a free guide that you can download and it is specific. This whole thing is specific to business, but like you said, you're planning your trip now, like a family trip around mm -hmm. this. It, it has that stuff in there. So like you can basically like also apply it to your life. It's just, you know, worded more so for, for business. Um, but like there's a free guide that you can download as well that will show you kind of like how to access your business birth chart. Um, for like the chart for your business, but you can also just use that as your natal birth chart too. And it'll show you how to be applying this stuff to your business chart, or you can just translate that to your personal birth chart too. Um, okay. As far as the workshops go in February, I'm doing one on eclipses and lunations. And Ooh. then in May, we're talking about Jupiter and Gemini and what that means for the full year ahead. Which we'll talk about in the I can't um, wait. <laughs> yeah. August, we're going to do election and current events. So that one is like, I'll definitely, I can plan ahead with the election stuff a little bit, but that's really like come August, like what's going on in the world and like, we'll apply astrology in real time to like things that are happening. And then um, November, we'll do the year ahead for 2025. But I'll, throughout there, I'll, I'll plan some other ones too. Those are oh just my gosh, quarterly I, reports. I love, that. <laughs> I love, no, that's, that's fantastic. And that's like such a cool variety too of, of like what you're, mm -hmm. what you're doing workshops on. I, amazing, amazing. You guys, like I, again, you talk to somebody who knows and gets it. And I'm like the value here. That's incredible. Yeah. You need it. Yeah. In the story, Michaela, <laughs> M I K A E L A three zero, Michaela 30. Yes. Go get it. Yes. Okay. So that said, 2024, the moment we've all been waiting for. Hell yeah. Moving on. We Moving are. On. I, I told, I told my friend, I told my friend Ash, who has had a reading with you. She was already like, I need to book another one with him because it's been a while. Yeah. And, um, I was like, yes, you do. But I told her, oh, I was going over Ryan's notes. This was last night. And I was like, we're turning a corner. He, Ryan says we're turning a corner. Yeah. And, you know, that's a good point, too. I'll just say this really quick because I know Ash. Hey, Ash. Um, got <laughs> Bismos. And also, if you get Bismos until the end of, uh, I think it's the end of December. I might extend it to the end of January, though, just since your code goes to the end of January. Um, you along with buying Bismos, you'll get emailed a code to book a reading with me for 50% off. I was wondering so, about that. And we hadn't talked about it before we started this. And I was like, yeah. oh, I don't want to say that, you know? No, yeah, I forgot to say that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my treat, treat yourself truly. Like now, now I'm like, this is worth even more because again, a half off of a, a reading with him. Don't be silly. Just do it. <laughs> don't be <laughs> just, silly. Just don't yeah. be silly. You know, um, don't, don't squander <laughs> the opportunity. <laughs> but enough about that. Um, let's let's get into the meat of everything. What, yeah. what are the people here for 2024? It's yes. huge. It's huge. Yes. It's like I think like one thing I want to reiterate here too is before we dive in is that this is the start of a three-year kind of shift that's mm -hmm. happening. 2024, 2025, 2026. Those are three pivotal years that are a massive departure from the last four that we've been in. So we're just, you know, we're, we're getting a really serious taste of new energy in 2024. And then I think especially in 2025, we'll really see where things are going. Um, and 
you know, I mean, I don't want to go too far in advance, but like the time frame that people should really pay attention to <laughs> that goes into 2025 is November 2024 through July of 2025. That time frame, all of the outer planets are changing signs, which is a big deal because they don't change signs very they often. Don't. So it's like you got Pluto moving back into Aquarius, November 2024. Neptune's going to go into Aries. Saturn goes into Aries. Jupiter goes into Cancer. Uranus goes into Gemini, like all in that little time frame, November 2024 to July. That's massive. So that's humongous yeah. and yeah. very excited about that. But leading up to November 2024, a lot of other change still transpiring that's like putting us into that direction. So very excited about this year and the like theme that I've, <clears throat> like played with mm-hmm. and I can't get off of it. I keep thinking like, are there other themes that I want to like toy with? I don't think so is imagination and transformation. Um, and it's got like a double meaning for me. Um, meaning one is, and it feels so cliche imagination and transformation. What? <laughs> like it's so stupid, but um, it's not, it's very deep actually. Um, meaning one is like that. There's a need to be imaginative in, in times of transformation, because that's what 2024 is. It is a very big year of change. It is a clear departure from this like really stale stuck energy that we've been in since 2020, really. Yeah. Um, and really like end of 2019. Um, and at, because things are moving and changing, it doesn't mean that we know where it's going necessarily. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's this like uh, times of transformation mean lack of clarity, which can feel like a lack of control. And so instead of being submissive and like a passive participant in life, um, we want to be active participants in the shape of this new direction, right? Like all of us have that ability. And when we don't know how to control things, because we won't, in many cases, we don't know where it's going. One of the ways that we can give us, give us, give ourselves a sense of control is, um, through imagining, like let, letting yourself visualize and imagine, like, where do I want things to go? Like that gives you something to hold on to. You're literally visualizing it, right? So you're stretching mm-hmm. your mind and all sorts of possibilities. It makes you feel like you've got a little level of autonomy, you know, and that you do get to decide something in the grand scheme of everything that's happening. So you cannot underestimate the power of being imaginative in times of transformation. And I also want to, I guess, say like, that's it, it is the, you know, imagination is tied to creativity and artistry and all that stuff. And it's those brains, that part of our mind that pulls us out of big ruts in life. Like it's not the logical mind that's like, well, this is what worked in the past. Well, well, well. like, no, yeah, it's like, yeah. we're going to move forward in a totally new way, but we need to conceptualize that, that newness. And it's like the, the creative brains inspire and they create the future. So like your imagination is pivotal for creation of where we go from here. The energy is shifting, but that doesn't mean it's predetermined exactly. You know, you get, you totally get a hand in it, but somebody's got to visualize it first. Wow. I love that. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I pulled the, I pulled the new year chart, you know, to see like what, what that looks like. Um, and just what you were saying there about the imagination, it's like the, there's only two channels active on on the new year and it's um so technically you could you could look at the year as like a snapshot and it's a one four so you very rare again profile one four emotional generator split definition automatically a one four is going to have innocence motivation which i have too where it's like hey we're just 
we're we're detached we're just kind of like in this to see what happens but the channels are the channel of emoting the channel of discovery so this comes from the creative side of the chart you know mm -hmm. it's like the the um just like you said dreaming and and imagining and sort of like in it for the experience it's not about like you said it's not oh this is how it's been done before this is just like hey we're we're going to live this we're going to live it out and we're going to dream and and see what see what happens i thought it was interesting too because you said you know your mind and i was like okay in this new year's chart mars at that time is in gate 11 and it's the only thing happening in the ajna the crown the head is totally open at this time so we're completely open to inspiration new year's day right and the only thing that's activated is that gate 11 and gate 11 is the gate of ideas it's light it's hope it's like dreaming truly of of it's it's a connection to like the cosmic field and like what can i pull out of the ethers and bring down and start to like formulate into an actual something tangible right so i thought that was incredible and mars being like action like yeah. i just thought this was so cool and that's also cool because like right before the new year literally like one day before jupiter turns direct on new year's mm -hmm. day mercury turns direct so there's all of a sudden this forward movement mm -hmm. the only planet that's retrograde january 1st onward is um uranus which is like not honestly a big deal but it's a retrograde so right. that's cool yeah there's like this clear like forward movement like, right yeah love it the other kind of like theme or like the double nature of imagination transformation is that like the nature of our imagination is itself transforming like how we imagine because as much as 2024 might feel uncertain and unclear like there is shifting energy and changes will be happening and we will see very serious advancements coming forward like mm -hmm. industrial technological cultural advancements happening and as new parts of our physical reality unfold it provides like a launching pad for our imagination to then go off of so like right now i can only imagine to such an extent because of what i know to be true right but what we know to be true is expanding in 2024 yes. providing a larger expansion of our ability to imagine. And so um, it's like a new playground, basically, that we get to go in, go into 2024 with. So mm -hmm. I think like that's just another great thing is like people will literally notice probably a shifting in like the ways that they are even imagining and visualizing. Like you could see this being the first year that people start vision boarding, for example, like a mundane example, but right, know, right, right. playing it with it differently. Very cool. And I, I was like, I made myself a little note because I'm like, I know a lot of that's probably tied to Pluto moving back into Aquarius. Um, and I was like, you know, as we were just saying, those outer planets don't move very fast. And so, we, I mean, I've talked about gate 60 in relation to what Pluto is doing for ages now, because it's back and forth. It's a bridge gate between Capricorn and Aquarius. But um, that gate is very much about like the old and the new and transcending those like limitations of like the status quo so i think you know as we move into that next phase it's like it's gonna be game on um the other thing too i want to point out just kind of saying all that and this imagination is that the new year in human design actually does not start until we move into gate 41 and that is on january 22nd and so that's a really important one because it's um it's root pressure. So it's coming from the root. And it literally is about fantasy. It's about imagining 
what hasn't been there before essentially and, and then like creating it right and it's called contraction in the I Ching. it's like but the whole thing is like you have to take a you know it's like an in-breath before expansion and really about kind of having no resources being able to being able to pull it out of nowhere and dream it into existence that's exactly what yeah that's yeah. literally like how i came up with this like we're in yep. this really crazy depression essentially collectively oh yeah big time in the depressions that the yes. creative brains turn on and yes. like they pull us out of depressions so yes. that's literally what's happening absolutely the lack of resources available yes. to us in the physical we are forced to confront the nature of imagination and what we can get creative right. with and that's right. huge for sure for totally sure. totally um so, I mean, on that note, you brought up Pluto. Should we move into Pluto? Let's do it. All right. So, I mean, I don't want to like overstate this because we've talked about Pluto before mm. um, and we'll continue to talk about it. But Pluto moves into Aquarius on January 20th, um, leaving Capricorn. Not necessarily for good, but basically. Um, we're almost there. We're so close, man. We are so close. <laughs> oh, and God. Pluto dipped into Aquarius in 2023 yep. from March 23rd to June 11th. Um, but it was just like a little brief snapshot. Um, and I don't, I highly doubt many people felt that in their personal lives. There were collective themes that I thought were really interesting at play, right. like Silicon Valley Bank, like failed like the day that Pluto was leaving mm -hmm. Capricorn, which I thought was interesting because when Pluto entered Capricorn, economic collapse banks failing so it's like that pluto had this weird bookend moment of like now i'm about to leave capricorn what'd you all learn about like the financial structures and these big you know greedy institutions mm -hmm. and then this bank closed um and then you know it was also really cool because right at the beginning of pluto getting into aquarius and now i forget what they were even protesting to be honest but in France, there were all these protests happening in the streets, mm -hmm. and it wasn't very publicized here. And I think we talked about it even like maybe back then I or something. We, I think we did because I know about it too. And I'm such an honest news person. Wasn't yeah. it? Wasn't it over like pensions and, um, you know, it was for like sanitation workers and people who you know are like the backbone of society and not being being taken care of. Like, and, yeah, and the, the, the French are absolutely going to, yeah. You know, I lo I love that. I actually I love that passion of just like, yeah, we're not going to take this, you know? Yeah. And it's funny, we don't get exposed to that in like American media, because they're like, well, don't want to give you any ideas, people don't don't uprise like this. Like, you know? right. <laughs> um, it's it's interesting, but it's also poetic to me, because the last time Pluto was in Aquarius was 250 years ago. Mm -hmm. And this coincided with the American Revolution, the Industrial right. Revolution, and what the French Revolution. Mm -hmm. So go figure. The American mm -hmm. Revolution or the French Revolution, like also was starting to pop off, like everybody was hearing about these major protests in France the second yeah. Pluto moves into Aquarius and then likewise America's been under like some crazy union revolutions this year right mm, so yeah. like Pluto definitely kick-started a lot of that energy and it's going to come back now January 20th um so it will dip there will be like one little brief period at the end of 2024 from September 1st to November 19th where Pluto will move back into Capricorn it will likely be pretty poetic that that happens the more i pay attention to it the more i'm like you know i bet that will mean something i don't think again on a personal level that people 
really feel it much, but on a collective end, for sure. I mean, that's overlapping with the election. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff politically and culturally taking place at that time and like these last grasps of power. But otherwise, outside of September 1st through November 19th, you know, then November 19th, Pluto moves back into Aquarius and then it's sitting there for the next 20 years until March of 2020 or 2043. Craziness. Yeah. So we got a big like thing and, you know, Aquarius, Pluto is power. Aquarius is we the people. So this is a shift of power from Capricorn to Aquarius, a power to the people energy. Whereas in the last 15 years, it was power to capitalism, power to the structures that be, you know, the people, the hierarchies. The status quo. Just yeah. Same. I mean, that's why Capricorn and its low vibe is like the old white dude in a suit, you know, telling everybody, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just... Uh, yeah it's like what it's interesting too so when it moves in and it's you know it'll um because again it's 60 is a bridge gate right and this transcendence of limitation and all of that um line four so it's it's line four when it when it is um when it's in there and line four is resourcefulness mm. i'm like so this whole thing is like acceptance but it's resourcefulness it's like oh i I'm loving that, mm-hmm. you know, to be like, wow, I'm limited. I mean, everybody who isn't feeling limited right now by something, right? Societally. And then being like, all right, I, I have to, we have to be resourceful and figure yeah. out how to push past this. And interdependent. That's the Aquarius mm-hmm. vibe. This isn't just the like the resourcefulness that anybody had in the last 15 years. Pluto and Capricorn was definitely more of a me, me, me energy. Yes. Like, yeah. what can I do to pull myself ahead? And right. like, that's it. But now we're seeing like how as collectives, people can actually make a huge change. Like there's, I forget what the website is called, but I just saw on TikTok, like there's a big movement of abolishing the electoral college right now. And there's actually mm. like a bill that you can go like sign up on and it'll send this email like automatically to all your representatives and basically to be like, we need the national popular vote. Like that's what's got to happen. Right. So, right. um, and that will, that's pretty much like what a true election change is going to hinge on yeah. in 2024. If it happens, um, <clears throat> is getting rid of the electoral college. So go figure. It's just like, it is these collective movements, a lot of people all at once agreeing to do certain things, you know? Yeah. Um, so I love that. One other thing, I don't remember if I said this on our like December podcast. I don't know why I would have, but I said it on something recently. But a quote that is so strong in my brain, <clears throat> and I feel like could be another almost like theme for the year, is this weird quote from the game League of Legends. I don't know if anybody plays games, but um, it's like a, you'd miss this quote. It's like a character just randomly says this line, but it's like an incredibly powerful line that the quote is tradition is the corpse of wisdom which i think Mm. is the dopest thing to just like marinate on tradition is the corpse of wisdom like we cannot rely on the way things have been just because that's the way it's been done we can't like it's it's dead and gone. Like tradition is upholding the hopes and the dreams of the dead. That's what it is. Like we're moving into new territory. Now we've got to visualize and imagine like it. it, What's wise now is, is a new template. You know, it's not what has been done in the past. And that is this weird 
towing of the line, this bridge gate of mm-hmm. Capricorn to Aquarius. Of like oh, I'm like, it's literally forth. this gate. It is literally, yeah. it is literally gate 60. And, and Capricorn is tradition. It's legacy. It's upholding everything we've built for so long. And Aquarius is like, no, let's board Don't the care. spaceship. You know, I, yeah. I guess it's like, it's like I, I disregard. And I, I mean, it's such a, there's such an interesting polarity between those two signs or maybe not even polarity, just like evolution between the two where you're like here, we've built everything. And, and you just realize like, this isn't what, this isn't right for us going forward. And Aquarius is ready to like, leave it. Yes. And, you know, like visually, I always like to view the signs like in like a, I mean, so many ways, but like in a terrain sense, mm-hmm. you know, Capricorn's the mountaintop, right? And so yes. it's like the last 15 years, what freaking mountain have we been climbing? Damn it. Mm-hmm. Whether we like it or not, we're at the top of something here, the top of like yeah. late stage capitalism. And then Aquarius is flight. It rules air travel and birds and airplanes. So it's like, where do you go from the top of a mountain? You jump. And you pray to God, you're going to fly like that's it. Like, so there is this like, I'm going to leave the ground. I'm going to like, and there's, I'm not jumping onto like land. I'm going to go see where I can like make it from here now, you know? And it's like, you think that that mountaintop is the goal, the pinnacle, the like last step or something. No, no, you're going to grow wings now and you're going to go somewhere completely new. I love it because I I sit and think about these things too and like imagine, you know, and me, I'm like, oh no, you get to the top of the mountain and you're like, beam me up, Scotty. Like, yes, <laughs> like totally. You're waiting, you're waiting for the spaceship to come take you, you know? <laughs> also that, yeah, also that for sure. <laughs> love Let's it. Go new places. <laughs> yeah. Get me, get me off this merry-go-round. Oh my God. So that is like, I think, a, just a huge backdrop. So I, yes. I mean, it's the first thing that's happening in the air, really. And then it's just a backdrop for 2024. And I would, all I can really recommend is like to sign on to collective efforts and be wary of people who are holding on to the past and old templates, old blueprints, like that's it. And not saying that yeah. like all tradition needs to be abandoned and it's all bad. We've learned a lot and come very far in many, many ways and had great achievements for sure. But, but it's, but it's, but it's like the, 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 you know, the saying of like, you know, those who, whatever about the past are doomed to repeat it. You're like, the whole point is to like, remember so that we, we can move on from it rather than oh, I just want to, I want to repeat these cycles that, that really we've, we better have learned after all this time is not getting us where hopefully we want to go and don't yeah. i mean you know i'm not i'm not a big history buff or anything but i'm like i don't know that this was like the plan you know yeah or like it like worked this... when we were much smaller as a nation yeah or whatever you know like it's just different now well yeah you and need... you say i mean just everything that like how how everything has grown and changed so much and it's like we're still hold, we're still trying to hold on to like traditions or or certain things that were put in a place at one time and it may have made sense then but we are all it, life is so different now you know God. i mean i text i text you in the middle of the night and i was like our power went out last night you know and i'm like because the smoke alarms went off woke me up realized what happened it didn't come back on and i'm laying there i'm thinking i'm like oh i better text ryan because you know like we're supposed to record and i'm like i laugh sometimes the stuff like that happens i'm really like we are so freaking dependent on stuff that you know let's go back to when this country was founded you're like they didn't have this thing mm-hmm. like electricity i'm like oh it's gonna be cold in here i can't plug my laptop in and record a podcast <laughs> like, mm-hmm. okay you know 
like recognizing that just the the, yeah. the stark difference of where where the where these things started to where we are now and still trying trying to apply the same thought process or um rules to yeah. life that is it is so different literally and, and like uh, this medium right here we're on zoom recording a podcast how amazing is technology how amazing that this is something that's able to like further what you do your career right yeah. and like it's amazing like but also how much has zoom overtaken our lives in the last four years right since the pandemic totally. and like now so we see the downfall of these like uh great accomplishments such as the internet and zoom and all that um but like it doesn't mean like let's just abandon zoom because then how would you do the podcast right like how would right. you get all this out how would i meet with clients like right. um it's done so many amazing things but now we're making it work for us rather than us working for it right mm -hmm. like that's mm -hmm. the difference here yeah. um and I think in the other big thing that I would just say, like, before we move on is um, that because we're leaving the last, like, four years easily and moving into a whole new wave, I think, like, Pluto being subconscious and restricted access and Capricorn, and now there's info availability and equalization of access to things, I feel like there is a we will become conscious of a lot of the ways like we've felt very repressed. I feel like there's been a COVID shock in many ways and we're going to come out of that and be grappling with it. Like that's a difficult part of the next three years. Like how do we move forward collectively? Yeah. So like kids are doing better in schools. Like we don't know how the pandemic has impacted us. Like we really don't like there's still yeah. researching those effects. Like it's still too soon, but I think we're going to really actually start realizing it and people will be coming out of a very debilitated space and feeling oh, sure. like wait, we got to change now versus like kind of like this, this zombie mode that we've been just trying to get by with yeah yeah that's a really good way of putting it too because i do feel like it's just been just a, kind of a survival thing and okay once once maslow's hierarchy of needs like level one has been met it's like okay we we move on we don't just stay here you know treading um it's weird when you when saying that and it made me think like my grandma who's been gone quite some time now but you know she lived through the great depression i'm like mm -hmm. there's something that in in lifetimes right you could kind of maybe equate like great depression sort of like us going through covid and everything in in its own way right some sort of like parallel and i'm sorry psychologically that kind of stuff is scarring that even if even if there's there's uh you don't physically see the the ramifications per se it's like um the way that she was so particular in hoarding things and stuff i'm like that's that's a lifetime that that changes you she went through it as a child i'm like that changes you for good and mm -hmm. here's me her her granddaughter you know decades and decades later knowing enough about that like from from her to be like wow that impacted her that impacted all of us her children and then her grandchildren because of just the awareness that that existed mm -hmm. so you're like these things do have very very long-term ramifications that you're right we don't know what that's going to look like um and the other thing i wanted to say because you were talking about just pluto in general pluto in human design is truth as well right so it's that that mm -hmm. psychological um element the background uh and, th and that's what i wanted that that was my point is to say it's like a background frequency those outer planets and especially pluto so far out there that isn't necessarily having this real 
um, visible, you know, overt impact on our day-to-day life is absolutely having having impact in a very low-key way. I always think of those outer planets as like scenery. They're that very faint background music that you don't maybe even quite notice or like white noise, the fan that's on. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that was me last night. My fan was not on when the, when the power went out. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Okay. I always, we always have like fans at night, you know, like yeah. this is weird. Um, but, but all of a sudden that, that that's it. That's it to me. It's like, it's the stuff that's there, but you don't necessarily notice it, but it absolutely has an impact. Yeah. And you will, you'll, I guess, maybe notice that change of scenery a little bit then like a, a change in the air, right. Change mm-hmm. in the wind or whatever, um, with Aquarius. But yeah, I think, and the, the truth element is really interesting because there has been a gatekeeping of like what is truth or what we're allowed to be exposed to as much as we have information overload there's still some level of censorship that's really been at play and that will really be going away now with pluto going into aquarius truth Mm -hmm. is now open to a lot of people but again like it being in the backdrop and on the outer edge of the solar system there's also that need to like seek it like if you want to know truth and develop mm-hmm. that for yourself, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to mm-hmm. hit you in the face. You do need to go actively. Pursue. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, And then the second theme here is just a, a little breakdown of the eclipses, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, we'll go more in depth with as they uh, occur. And some of this is like stuff that we've definitely already talked about quite a bit. Um, But just to, Put the dates on your calendar, which if you had Bismos, you would have dates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go get it right now. Okay, we'll go 30, get it. Go 30% get it off. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, so we for the most part, you know, it's just continuing the north node in Aries, south yep. node in Libra. So that's which we've talked about ad mm-hmm. nauseum this last year because that's that's where the the axis is. Yeah. currently stationed yeah it's been happening since july so mm-hmm. um we're familiar with this but it is a year of this just being really at play so march 25th full moon lunar eclipse in libra 818 april. yeah um okay uh april 8th <laughs> new moon solar eclipse in aries gate 51 September 17th, this is where things change a little bit. September 17th, uh-huh. full moon, lunar eclipse in Pisces. Mm. Gate 36, my On sun gate. Sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then, mm. and so that's like a little change, almost like mm-hmm. a preview of yep. the next eclipse cycle, which yep, will yep, start yep. January of 2025. So that's like a little change. The, the nodes are still in Aries Libra on September 17th, but the eclipse is technically happening in Pisces. So it's it will still get funneled the energy through mm-hmm. the Aries Libra axis, but the like experience that will be, I think more temporary or like felt in the day to day life will be of Piscean nature. Oh, so that's like, yeah, I think that'll be like a big like culmination ending, maybe like a spiritual experience of some sort, many ways that, that could play out, but and it will 36, teach you darkening of the light. It's dark night of the soul. Like, yeah, yeah. like and, there, you know, this the, really interesting. Yeah, especially collectively, because it's going to yeah. note the collective shift toward the Pisces Virgo axis mm-hmm. that we're going to get in 2025. And that's right when, like, I mean, by September 17th, when that's happening, that the election cycle is full steam ahead. Like, right. there's so much going on right. in current events right, at that right. point. 
Um, and, and I was going to say, and even in human design, it's a collective energy. 36 is. So it's, that's interesting. I do want to pause there because I know we've got one more, but I want to say us talking about Pisces and the preview. This is just like when the nodes were in Taurus Scorpio, the nodes move retrograde in the chart. So it's like the preview of what's coming. So Aries comes after Pisces in the wheel. When it, we're talking about the nodes, it's going, it moves backwards. And so when, when Pisces and, and uh, excuse me, when Aries and Libra wrap up, it'll be Pisces, North node, Virgo, South node, just to kind of clue you in. So people yeah. that, that have that polarity in their chart also, you know, get ready for your, you know, uh, nodal return, you know, That's for me. Hey. it's going to be my nodal yes, return. I can't right. believe it. You oh are, my God. I'm... Pisces North node. I love oh, that. Lord. I'm like, I'm kind of ready for it, but I'm a little scared. I don't know. We'll see. No, I think it's good. Um, I, I think, think it'll be so good. I, I went through mine, too. obviously, a number of years ago, and it's like, no, it's good. It's good. Yeah, I think it'll be nice. Um, and then the final eclipse of the year is October 2nd, new moon solar eclipse in Libra. Date 48. Lovely. So those are the dates. I do think, like, I don't want to, like, hammer down on this too much, but I've been really, like, trying to reassess some of how I talk about this theme just because the Aries moving into Aries releasing Libra like that kind mm -hmm, of vibe mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. like just gonna be very strong still and it's personal Air Aries North Node is individual focused yes. right but yeah. these are collective themes too and there's a lot of collective shifting happening but mm -hmm. again it's like a collective is nothing but a bunch of individuals so by being right. like this like fullest version of the self that you can be, you're contributing to a greater, fuller collective service here. Um, and I just think that's important. I think like there's a lot of themes I've been playing with, like there's something in like psychoanalytical theory called transactional. I think it's just transactional relationship is what it's called, where people are just looking more at like the give and take in relationship. Like, what do I, what do I contribute what do i receive how can i do better and show up better and just like assessing that give and take more and not so much in like a monetary transaction no. it's like it's the exchange of ideas and feelings and beliefs and like what what nourishes you and what do you need there transactionally and getting more serious about that and understanding it more within yourself right um like and your boundaries and negotiables non-negotiables yeah. these things matter but then also the idea of relationship anarchy has been a big one I've been looking at, not even in the sense of like alternative forms of relationships, non-monogamy, like sure, that's like some subset of this, but more, more than that, relationship anarchy is the like radical acceptance of the self and what the mm. self needs in relationship and not mm -hmm. putting someone else's needs above your own because that's not good for you. You know, mm -hmm. like it's, it's the, what's good for a relationship is two people being very freaking firm in what they need and being willing to share those needs with someone else mm -hmm. in any form of relationship. So it's the the Libra South Node is going to be a release of learned patterns and behaviors when relationships are considered things that are really mm -hmm. holding you back from mm -hmm. healthier relating. Mm -hmm. And then the the radical movement into I know myself better and what I need, and I'm not going to be ashamed of asserting my wants and needs and having those boundaries and all that. I think that's huge here. And then like the only other theme is like the war, like Aries is war, Libra's peace. Yeah. This doesn't mean we're letting go of peace and moving into war. Like that's such a, uh, we're seeing some of this for sure. Like a lack, like on a collective level, there's war playing out and 
lack of diplomacy happening for damn sure. Right. Um, right. But on an individual level, it's really just like, I think the embrace of courage and bravery to be one's fullest self, yes. like to fully accept the self and be truly radically authentic and, and not, afraid of sharing yourself fully, which is a brave thing to do. We mute ourselves in many ways to like fit into certain environments or better suit other people. Like, and like, I understand like sometimes there's a good time and place for that, but that begets people pleasing, which doesn't allow you to show up as your true self, which Mm -hmm. cuts off somebody else's ability to even know who you are. It's not good for anybody involved when you're people pleasing too much. So it's brave to be your full self. And then it's brave to also know that the full self doesn't exist and it can be fuller at any point that you choose for it to be fuller, right? Like, and it's okay to be like, you know, I could I could be a little better somewhere. I'm full right now, but I can be fuller. And also to let somebody else's like full and changing self transform you and make you fuller. Like that's okay to allow mm-hmm. people into your life and allow them to change your perspectives of what you think you're capable of, you know? Um, I I feel like that's what's brave. And that's like the type of Aries bravery that we need to move into is the embrace of the full self. And that's how that Libra self node finds release and finds peace. Relational mm-hmm. peace occurs mm-hmm. through this like radical movement into it, the embrace of the self. I love all of that. You know, at the end of the day, that is really what human design is about. It's living as yourself. Like the founder, it was always about that. It's like, this is for people who want to live as their true, authentic self. And when you do that, number one, you are giving permission to other people to do the same. And it leads to acceptance. I'm sorry, the more that you learn about all of this, the more you're like, oh my God, I have so much understanding and compassion for other people. Even if, I don't know, the relation, the relationship part, it's like, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to like, oh, they're going to be my bestie. And, and I want to, you know what I mean? Like you can understand, like we have differences and I can accept you for them. It doesn't, it doesn't mean like we have to be in a, in a constant relationship. And I do think on the note of relationship in general, of what you were saying, um, immediately that came to mind. I'm like, you and I are both line fours, but it's like relationship ROI. What am I putting into this? What am I putting into other people? And what am I getting back out of it? I think sometimes you just realize like this is not, this has been a big theme for me. And as you know, I've got a lot of Libra in my chart and I've got a lot of lot of seventh house action. It's like just at some point, just realizing this is not these the this is not the place or the people that you need to be pouring all of your energy into. And at some point, it's especially a line four thing of just like, hey, if the people around me are not picking up what I'm putting down. It is time to move on to relationships that really do have that ROI, the reciprocal, you know, um, good flow of energy between mm-hmm. yourself and the other people. Because relationship, it's it is a partnership. It's a two way street. Yes. And again, it's not even like you might have those realizations of I'm not getting what I need out of this. That doesn't mean now I need to go to war with this person. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no, no, you don't need to disturb the peace. There can just be the the like heartfelt release of the the amount of energy that person takes up in your life yeah. so that you oh. can be yes. more of you and then find more relationships that actually embrace who you are and how you feel good. Yeah. 
at any given point in time. There can be a release of relationships. It's a scary thing. That's why I say like, this is a brave thing to be yourself. Because if you've got people in your life that you truly love, but you are like, I'm not like fully expressing myself. I've literally found this, like most of my friends have said before, don't care about astrology. I've always like been muting my self. Like they'll like, ask how's my day and I'm like fine you know like because I'm like I'm not gonna get into like what I do for work and all that stuff because nobody cares about it I just was at dinner last night with someone and just started talking about astrology work and like what has been going on there and was like I gotta like like this is the reality of who I am and what I do for a freaking living and he is not a like spiritual person he doesn't know his astrology all that stuff had a full-blown conversation with me about it you know like that was the acceptance I needed it made me feel better about who I am and if that's if I take that brave step to show myself to someone else and they undercut me that is not you getting what you need in that relationship then and that is a clear sign that that is probably a relationship that will need to be released you know so -hmm. you may deal with that like uh, people falling away because they have to um, but it's just because you're becoming a better version of you and you do need to trust that there are people out there who will better embrace you. Totally. And you're creating the space for it. If you, I'm always like, if if your closet is overstuffed, you know, and in this case with people and with relationships that are just like you said, people, when you said people taking up time, I'm like, that is, that's a part I'm over. I'm like, you don't get to take up all the time in my world in my life, in my head and whatever. Yeah. Um, and you have too many people, you have too many people who are maybe it's, and again, I'm laughing because I'm, I'm speaking to another line four where I'm like, we are quality over quantity. And mm-hmm. if you have a lot, if you have a high quantity of low value relationships that are taking up too much, then you need to clear, clear it out. You need to clean out the closet and create space. It, it is truly, it's like clothes. It's like, I'm like, nope, I'd rather have one cashmere sweater than 50 polyester whatever right yeah yeah i want i want fewer but nicer things i want fewer but nicer relationships Mm -hmm. and you know we want to like look at michaela's chart throughout this i think to like apply i know i was like we definitely do (laughs) yeah so like just to like show how some of this stuff applies to a specific chart so we're like gonna talk through michaela's chart michaela has south node in libra in her second house of resources possessions money and then the north currently Mm -hmm. yeah and then the north node in aries in uh the eighth house opposite that which is mm-hmm. other people's resources <laughs> um and intimacy and vulnerability and trust with other people um so this i mean you're already speaking it exactly that it's like i need quality over quantity but that's and that's a good way to act because a libra second house person at its worst could be someone who collects people like people mm-hmm. are my possessions and like i really want like as many of them as possible to make me feel safe you know mm-hmm. um and so there's the release of the need for that and the movement now in aries to like but who makes me feel like more of me and who who sees my vision and supports what i want to be in life and like finding those alignments um definitely investing more this next year i think in those people who are like all for you as like your fullest self at the same time though it's not again like the now i'm gonna burn my bridges like the libra south node in the second south the south node is like kind of hidden talents and easy access energy so it is good 
for you to kind of have a collection of people that you can pull from, tap into, ask for help when you need it. Like, it's nice to know that you're networked, I guess. But yes. this is going to be a year of more so investing in those like more strategic alliances for you. Yeah. You're getting it no, pretty makes a lot literally, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And on a money end, I mean, that's eighth house is passive income stream. So continuing to like, look at how can I move more into some of that stuff so that it better suits my way of living and my preferred, you know, way of operating in the world versus like yeah. South London, the second is like more of a traditional paycheck experience, but you don't obviously have. So you're just right. continuing to optimize some of that and make it work better for you. Oh, I like that. That mm -hmm. That's very, that, that feels very in alignment, you know, with how I've been feeling about a lot of stuff and like you said not burning bridges i think i mean that's that's so funny because i'm like that's being a line four that's my that's everything my all the libra and the seventh house and stuff that i have but i'm just like that i'm like i don't want to burn bridges but it's just you don't get to take up all the time and space in my life yeah. like there's a difference yeah you know and this south node's literally hitting your pluto in the next like couple of days here too in the second house so like there can be a very like big realization even of like man i have been like over investing my time and putting a lot of my power into a certain group of people maybe or something or like in i don't know certain yeah. individuals or a way yeah. of relying on getting resources through certain people that maybe that way isn't working for you anymore and now you're kind of coming up with a new solution envisioning imagining yeah. a new way of oh that feels super accurate super accurate yeah yeah so those, that's kind of like the eclipse theme here i think um the next theme is another like more overarching one uh which is just to talk about like a retrograde calendar now retrogrades are always happening like it's so mm -hmm. part of the cosmic rhythm but i think the big ones to pay attention to are the inner planets those are the ones that we feel the most mercury venus mars Mercury is going to go retrograde every year, multiple times a year. This year, what's significant is Mercury is retrograde in all the fire signs. So mm. Mercury being, I mean, you know, we all know how Mercury retrograde works now <laughs> for sure. But I think like in, with the fire signs, there can be like depleted energy, like this idea of like we're moving forward and like, like adjusting and envisioning new potentials and working Mercury rules or commerce and all that. And like when it goes retrograde in these fire signs, it can feel like a lack of steam. Like I'm no longer inspired by this. Ugh, I'm running out of creativity, um, that type of vibe. So you want to look at like what's what's making you feel like you're gaining energy. How are you losing energy? How can you maintain, sustain your momentum and creative spirit in those retrogrades? So the first retrograde is going to be April 1st through the 25th. That's in Aries. Mm-hmm. The second is August 4th through the 28th. That one starts in Virgo, but then goes back into Leo. Um, and then the final one will be uh, November 25th through December 17th or December 15th. And that's in Sagittarius. So those are your Mercury retrogrades to look out for everybody in the fire signs. And really just kind of like, again, examining what makes you feel creative. What, how are you inspired or uninspired? If things that you used to love doing are coming back around during those timeframes, that's also really important to know. Like, man, this used to be a passion of mine and it might reemerge during one of these retrogrades. And that'd be a great thing to re-engage with potentially. Right. Um, the other thing, because I'm calling this fiery retrogrades, is that yeah. Mars, the ball of fire, is like going to go also go retrograde not until the very end of the year but 
Mars is retrograde for a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. And so it's pre-retrograde shadow period is going to... Is also longer. Yeah, it's really long. So Mars will be retrograde starting December 6th, all the way into February of 2025, February 23rd. Um, but it's pre-retrograde shadow where these the theme, the retrograde themes will start emerging. Um, starts at the very beginning of October. So October, November, December, the last quarter of the year is very Mars retrograde. Um, and it will be retrograde in Leo to start and then it moves back into cancer as well but for the for this year we'll only be dealing with the leo so again fiery energy and again with leo creative energy passionate energy mars is your like motivation it's there will be a very decreased sense of like inspiration at that point you know Mm -hmm. i think that's just something to pay attention to um and like being careful about where you place your energy not burning yourself out much so common in a mars retrograde totally so just put those on the end of the year you know i know like you know what i mean kind of like steam like especially kinda... i think like especially just like thinking about current events and like there's yes. gonna be the election like people might just feel like this like sense of helplessness of like, yes i don't feel happy like leo's the sign of happiness totally (laughs) so yeah there could be such a like lack of steam there i was just gonna say losing steam leo is is that sunshine and heart centeredness and just kind of like oh yeah especially also because like it overlaps with pluto moving back into capricorn during that time frame and so it could feel like this like kind of knock collectively where we're like ugh, really like it could feel like i feel like we're reverting in some ways, but it's important to know Pluto is just dipping back into Capricorn. It's not, it's not all that bad, you know. And there, I think there will be a reinvigoration eventually. Like, I mean, it's not till twenty twenty five, but like once once Mars hits Cancer, Cancer represents. Um, I mean, I know Aquarius is we the people, but Cancer really represents like the uh, will of the people uh, in the American birth chart, at least. Uh-huh. Um, and. I think that there can be like a need to protect the people at that point. So people might be feeling like a, like I'm not being protected during the retrograde, but then like when Mars moves forward again, there's like the protection measures that we need come into play where I think we're acting better in our own best interests and feeling more nurtured and we're taking care of ourselves well mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. the end of that retrograde, but that's not until 2025. The only other thing to say with the retrogrades is there are only two, retrograde free periods this year and there's really only one to be honest um so january 26th until april 1st no retrograde planets and then for a little brief time april 25th to may 2nd no retrograde planets but that one like barely um so i honestly like when there's no retrograde planets things are moving forward it's momentum i know i know so it's like (laughs) uh, if you really need to like get something out the door that's nice but otherwise like i mean January 26th to April 1st, you, there's no resistance. So you can actually like get a lot out the door, move things forward. Not to say you can't start anything after April 1st, uh-huh. but um, it's just going to be easier to like get some momentum built up uh, for the rest of the year. Okay. You got big announcements or things you want to launch or whatever. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, Okay, next theme, shall we? Yes, we shall. Okay, cool. Um, the next theme is Chiron and the North Node 
conjunct, which is like an interesting theme, but I think it's actually huge because they're they're together very close for mm-hmm. the whole, pretty much the whole first half of the year, January through May. They make an exact conjunction February 19th at 16 degrees of Aries. So I'm very excited to hear about this gate. But like, I think the biggest thing I want to say about it is like, it's a bit of a, like, I think it's like a healing crisis. That's kind of how I put it, which is why like, I mean, Aries is stress. It's stress. And and uh, Chiron is a very big point of wounding and like North node events can point to like a crisis for sure. Cause we're like, mm-hmm. we need to move into this space and it can feel like, uh, how do we, how do we do this? So I think this is, and it's a peak point in this larger Aries Libra eclipse storyline too, with the North right. node and Chiron conjunct. So I think that there's like a recognition collectively that there's healing that needs to happen. And the kids and schools need to be healed, right? Like there's like just all these things. I think this is part of us coming out of the four years of shock that we've been in with the pandemic. Like of just like, dang, like what are we doing? And like, how do we like move forward? Like, I just think the recognition is there. What I like about Chiron too is it t- tends to be alternative and taboo. So it's not often this can indicate like just in general healing transformation needing to happen. So there might be really big healthcare conversations occurring at this time with hospitals or whatever. But um, I also think like the spiritual healing will become more visible at that point. People will be seeking out spiritual healers like Reiki and astrology and human design and all this stuff, I think is really important. Um, and we're just going to kind of see like what stresses we've been under, like how life has stressed us out personally. We'll really come to like face that and know how we need to handle it. Like, there's like a that war sensation. Like it feels like personally we've been at war with something so much bigger than ourselves. And now we're like, dang, I need to like white flag heal. Like, let me just like figure something out here so that I yeah. can move forward and like regain life. Like Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. It is life itself. So just even like while we're looking at like the wounding that life has brought us, we're looking at like reclaiming life through this. Like the healing is the reclamation of life, you know? And again, that it's, it's like the kind of like, I think this is really kickstarting people seeing like, I need to be me. Like, I just, I can't yeah. do these things anymore that extinguish me. You're, the words you're saying, I'm, I'm dying a little bit because sorry, <laughs> I'm like, my back's starting to hurt. Love it. Um, is Oh. Because that that is exactly like the thought that I was having in my in my mind. I'm like, I, I frequently will be like, Aries is the spark of life. And it's like to have your little teeny tiny flame like nearly extinguished. Like, I don't think that'd be far off saying that there's plenty of people that probably feel like that right now. Um, you know what I mean? It's just like you like it's your little flame's been turned down so low, you know, like a lighter where it's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like I need to yeah. crank this up. Um the where I, I was just like there's there's so many th- I have notes but then also my brain is just like oh all these things is it any is it any surprise that you know we're talking about all the spiritual healing this is when the sun will enter Pisces hi you know like that that big connection to to spirituality and to healing and to retreat you know to to figure this stuff out okay so this is literally happening in, and you said the word, the gate of shock. This is, I know, I love, I'm like, oh my these God. are the times where I regret like not doing a video podcast because I love to see like the oh like the God. reaction. It's like, yeah. this is the gate of shock, okay? Wow. So Whoa. this one, we're in 51 
0.2. And that second line is withdrawal. Okay. So Pisces, your face again. Yeah. So good. It's so good. If you guys could see it, it's just like, yes. So withdrawal is like, um, reach kind of like a retreat within yourself to be like, I have to heal. Like we, we all have to, I'm like, this is, this is my life, you know, like healing. Like yeah. trying to make it in it. It's not because you're broken, but it's just like to feel whole again and to feel revitalized and to, to feel strong from the inside once more. Now, 51, if you're familiar um, with, with the gate of shock, it's the shaman. This is about leaping into the void and this trust that the universe is going to catch you, essentially dying to be reborn, you know, like that metaphorical death. I, it, your face i'm loving yeah, it this um, is all, wow it's all right on the money right and then and then essentially like this is part of always i love design because it's like it, nothing nothing in the chart exists in isolation it's always in relationship just like life to everything else and really this is part of something much bigger if you zoom way out it's part of um it's it's like it is the awakening process so this 51 is like this is what is happening right here this north node chiron is so a north node your our, our right collectively right now our dharma our deepest wounds and that being the place where you know we're gonna you know what i mean like like come out of this like heal and hopefully just be be that much better and stronger but it comes to like a like a, a shock process of an of waking up and awakening a spiritual awakening like this could be that you know now what's wild because i again i'm going off the notes you gave me and then i'm making my own no notes um that war aspect that feeling at war thing at this time same day mars is in gate 41 there we go back to that the imagination, the fantasy, envisioning, like, wild. How can I, I, how, if I can dream, right? If Mars is going to be like taking action and, and in human design, it's, it's where we mature, right? And we get, we evolve here. It's like, what, what do I want my life to look like then? Like, I think about, I think about these kinds of things. Like, if that's the outcome that I want, then what do I have to do in the here and now and being resourceful and dreaming it up? Like, what do I have to do now to, to help make that happen. And I mean, I have a very mm -hmm. big vision for life, you know, personally and like helping people in healing, right? This is this is what I'm about. And uh I'm just like, damn, you know, like this is that's huge. It's huge. And the bravery to be yourself. I'm like, again, this is the whole point of human design is to like to be brave enough to live as yourself. That's it. it sounds so cliche, but really, when you dive oh, into it's that, deep. It, it is it's not so deep. deep. You look at every single day the way you mute yourself for other yes. people, and like it's it's hard. It is hard, and that wears on you over time. And like I think, um, even like it just trying to like sometimes the stuff can feel so lofty, but like it can be so mundane, like because chiron's with the north node that means the south node's inherently involved too right so there yes. can be this like maybe you're in a relationship of any kind that's just shaky and you're like but i care about this person but like something's got to give and that thing that's got to give might be this like real serious look at yourself it's like i gotta fucking take care of me for a yeah. minute so that this relationship can be better you know like you might be like trying to like fix things outside of yourself so much but then this can be this like personal independent move that you choose to do to better the self 
which can make yes. your partner more proud of you or whatever it is that then heals the relationship, you know? And Right. And sometimes it's, a, it's like, are you more attractive as an individual? And then therefore they're like, oh, wow, that's, that's the you I, I knew was in yep. there or the you that yeah. I used to see, or, you know, that I, I want to know and see again. I find it interesting, of course, because the, obviously then we have another gate you know, to talk about here. Um, these are the North node and the South node are both an individual energy at that time, the 51 and then the South node in 57. 57 is the gate of intuition. Okay. And really being so dialed in, this is, this is considered the most intuitive gate in the entire chart, but it's in, again, it's going to be in the second line and the second line is cleansing. Mm. I was like, mm. wow, cleansing to like, hear your own intuition and like what's correct for you at this time. Love that. Love mm -hmm. that. And then the cleansing of like a relationship, like mm -hmm. the cleansing of like relational patterns in general too. It isn't just like a relationship. It's like how no. you connect with other people period yes. can be getting like purified at this point. Right. Um, and relate to anything outside of you. That's really Libra in general, like how you relate period to the world around you. Totally. Very interesting stuff there. In Michaela's chart, this is again happening in the eighth house. So I would say like there might be a healing needed related to the commitments that you find yourself in with other people. Like, are you over committing? Are there like eighth house debts? So in this case, it can be relational debt where it's like, have I been like biting off more than I can chew with other people? And I find myself missing appointments or missing, you know, like, or, or other people, you know, like, are they making promises to me? And then I'm constantly following up and I'm like, what's going on with this? You know? So you can be looking at some of that stuff and like healing, like, well, what can I do to better like move this forward or something? Right. It's like, mm -hmm. maybe somebody might be, you know, missing an obligation with you or something, but um, you could have a realization that like you're like well i have we made that agreement like two months ago and i never once followed up <laughs> you know like maybe i could follow up better or like ask somebody who i know is more reliable i know that i asked somebody who wasn't reliable for the help with this or whatever it is but you're just kind of maybe looking at that All right stuff, the little contracts you get involved with you know okay um, okay yeah yeah but it's healing ultimately and you're taking that initiative on yourself and it empowering way um which is good um the next theme i have is april showers galactic mm. showers um because it's like basically april's the biggest month of the year there's like a lot of big months going on for sure but uh okay. april's got like a lot of themes in general first april 1st mercury turns retrograde uh, so, <laughs> yeah i know it's like a big one i'm like i'm mm. like there will be some weird stuff with mercury kind of ruling okay. media I'm like, we're going to see some serious, like, funny stories come out that people are believing or whatever. It's going to be yeah. weird. But it might even be, it's like, botched because it's, like, Aries. It's, like, messed up, you know, like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. energy. So, like, there could be, like, an <laughs> aggressive, like, uh, April Fool's joke that, like, somebody does publicly and it gets a lot of press. Okay. But it causes like some harm. <laughs> um, it's funny that you say that because the it starts in gate three and that's it's basically chaos energy. Oh, God great love mm -hmm. it love it um so there's that <laughs> yeah so that'll be active most of april okay. um then april 8th we got that eclipse in aries so i already kind of mentioned that before yep. again that 51 um, mm -hmm. uh april 10th mars is going to come into a conjunction with saturn in pisces 
This is an interesting one because we haven't seen these two conjunct since the end of March 2020. This is big. And we all remember where we were at then. Yeah, this was this was a lockdown happened. And, you know, and that was at zero degrees of Aquarius. Again, Aquarius rules the people masses. So there was a lockdown and, and Saturn isolates. Mars severs, it cuts things off. So there was a severing of social contact at that point. Go figure, okay. zero degrees of Aquarius, right? The last sentence happened. Now we're smack dab in the middle of Pisces. <laughs> it's on my North Node. <laughs> and my natal <laughs> Mars and my natal Mars. Crap. Um, oh God. Um, I'm just not realizing that. So this, there can be a sense of like feeling cut off, feeling isolated, but it's Piscean. So there mm-hmm. can be a little bit of the like, God, why have you forsaken me? Feeling spiritually disconnected, maybe mm-hmm. at that at this point. Yeah. I mean, plenty of ways that this can kind of come out. But I I do think that like on a high end, it'd be like a nice level of like spiritual solitude and do, taking care of you. Mm-hmm. There's a reset of energy happening here. But these are the two malefic or kind of traditionally bad planets <laughs> the bad boys yeah neither of them like <laughs> operate all that well in pisces so oh. it can feel a little out of your control like whatever's going on and i would say like just allow that like to be out of your control like don't try too hard to force any anything around april 10th Pis- pisces is like the ultimate let go and let god energy you know just like yeah. <laughs> okay i'm floating um yeah. it's funny this is uh remember how we how we were talking just the last one uh every once in a while there'll be a gate that pops up that you're like that's kind of funny for that sign it this is this is one of them pisces uh gate 63 is where they are going to conjunct and 63 is the gate of doubt and it's a logical collective energy and um I always just find this, I mean, because like Pisces is not exactly logical, like, right. uh, you know, just all the things, but at the core, like, especially if you dive into the gene keys, like this is, it's truth. It's really looking for the truth and everything. So it's kind of like the one, I'd say almost more clear headed Piscean energies that exist of being a truth seeker. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm just like thinking in my head about how that applies to my natal mars north node conjunction there interesting yeah because because otherwise it's you know uh, the the doubt piece is very much like poking holes in the you know what i mean and being like skeptical and yeah which i am i know you totally are such a skeptic yeah so that's interesting but i need to like not let that i guess play out in a negative way right skepticism can totally take you south and close totally but it's all but it's also there's healthy skepticism Absolutely, and, and that's very important. And because again, at the at the core, if it's because you're searching for the truth, yeah, that's that's a positive thing. That's not, uh-huh. you know, that's uh-huh. not just being skeptical. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an interesting one. I don't know that I've got like a good or bad. I don't want to apply those words to that. We'll we'll um, get there when we get when we get yeah, when we'll we get, get to April, you know, or whatever. Yeah, we'll look it's at interesting. I will say this: at the line four and the in the and the um the note for that one is memory so the fact that we were talking about the conjunction 2020 march of 2020 Uh and memory and you said that about you know um at zero degrees of aquarius it's funny because like i have such a foggy memory and yet Mm -hmm. i feel like i i i say i feel i'm sure i remember making a post about this at that time because what we weren't really doing much you know like yeah. laying on the couch and you know like 
don't know what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so memory, that's, that's just an interesting keynote. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> wow. Uh, on 420, go figure. Um, <laughs> we have the <laughs> Jupiter and Uranus coming into a conjunction at 21 degrees of Taurus. Okay. It's a big deal. Like this one, like it's, I, I'm just throwing it into April, but like it's like one of the biggest things of the year is Jupiter and Uranus coming together. Right. Um, they will meet up like every like 14, 15 years in general, but this is like a once in a lifetime meet up in the sign of Taurus. Like we will never get this again. Um, so this is like, I mean, there's a lot of ways I can go with this. I do think yeah. this will be a very serious shake up, shake down of our financial institutions towards mm. currency so okay. i do think there will be a very big breaking point happening at that point like and uranus can digitize things so i can really foresee this being like a re a very big re-emergence of crypto which is tanked off the last few years right oh, okay um, so i really could see that if you're a crypto fan like I'm, i'd look out for end of end of april and the next couple months after that um to be pretty big uh Otherwise, like, I mean, general Torian themes, agriculture, environment, like these, these will be put under a microscope now. And the need for rapid transformation, you're honest, will be shown very, very clearly, which is Jupiter's impact. It's going to magnify whatever it touches. So this is like a very, very big total break the mold from what we've been doing type of energy. Uranus has been in Taurus since like 2018, shaking things up, Mm -hmm. but it, it hasn't had this magnifying glass i was just gonna say that like jupiter will apply the amplification piece and just make it make it big whatever whatever that is um it's gate 23 which you know we've talked about in the past because again you know jupiter hanging out in this area but 23 is that that simplification you know um and what is what is quintessential um and the ability to explain things and translate that very, very easy, very simply for people to understand, right? It's a yeah. throat, it's an expression gate. Um, so yeah, I was like, or it's just gonna amplify crazy. Yeah. So it'll make amplify, it make it make it big, make it make the need for simplification big, maybe. Like yeah, agriculturally, we do this mm-hmm. like raping of the land, pardon my language, but really we That's rape true. the soil. Um, and we just by planting like all one, I forget what it's actually called, but like by these massive cornfields. It's like yes. that's not how the earth is supposed to be. We're supposed to like yes. have plants all, you know, nur- taking or putting nutrients in and out right. of the soil, like right. all together. So like we might this could be like a the need to simplify our farming practices, and we might see this very serious boom of like homesteading at this point. You know, I know that like people have been learning to grow their own crops and stuff like since the pandemic, but this could actually be like a very big. Now uh, we kind of need to do more like community agriculture or things yeah, like that for sure. Um, could really see that in your case. This is in your ninth house, and that's the oh, house yeah. of disseminating information. Uh-huh. Um, 
and kind of being a teacher. So there might be a simplification of how you get your message out into the world. Like mm. you could realize, I mean, this I'm not projecting or anything or predicting or whatever, but you do a million podcast episodes. It's like nuts to me. Like I look at it and I'm like, how in the world do you do this? Like right. I'm like struggling. It's December 5th as we're recording this. And I haven't even put out my December forecast on my podcast yet. I mean, let alone recorded it. I mean, like I got to record that shit. Um, I know we've so, already done December and now we're on to like the year. Yeah. Like, so I, you might, you know, just based on changing priorities or something, you might realize mm-hmm. like, man, I need to like simplify what I'm putting out there and like that's funny. streamline my messages or something. That's funny that you say that because I already plans for season three. I was telling you like when we hit my birthday, 836 will be the end of season two of this like deep dive. And I have plans for simplification. I'm already doing things now. So that I'm really, I'm really aiming to be done with like the the heavy duty lifting, like not everything, but the heavy lifting by the end of 2023. Cause I genuinely want to leave it in the past. Like I really want to step into like a whole new uh I have the vision, you know, but but the the streamlining, the simplification, everything that you're saying for sure. Yeah. 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 yeah she's she's ready to move on to like next level. Hell yeah. And you know, with Taurus being resources there can be like a need to really look at the grand scheme of everything that you're funneling into your business currently and mm-hmm. kind of like figure out how can I better allocate like what I have like if say you're running like social media ads or something you might like decide I'm going to stop running ads on all the platforms and just focus on this one platform and put you know like simplify mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. those resources are being allocated um so that's interesting um and like the messaging like i mean or, or i mean like um ninth house being beliefs and perspectives and this like high level philosophical stuff there might be a simplification of like i like honing in on like a point of view almost i think you have like a great point of view and like whatever but there for somebody who would have their ninth house energy happening here uh-huh. that could be a i'm going big on this angle now you know i like like that, that kind of vibe yeah 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 I, I I love that combination. Actually, I really do. It's cool. I, I I had a download recently, and I was like, minimize to maximize. Mm. You know, it's like yeah, mm-hmm. cut cut the noise, cut cut too many things to focus on. Get super clear, and then and simple. But then make like you said, make that big, make that the focus, and really yeah. blow it up, amplify that. Yeah. It's sort of like with the agricultural theme, it's like you're not just gonna like dump a bucket of water in your garden, like or like in a field or whatever, like irrigation, channeling the water mm-hmm. to go, mm-hmm. like it will grow your plants more efficiently or whatever. So yeah, channeling into more specific areas is probably really helpful. Um, and then at the end of the month on uh April 29th, Mars is conjunct Neptune. At 29 degrees of Pisces, which I will come back to at the end of this. This is big. This is also a big for like kickstarting the imaginative qualities. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Neptune mm-hmm. is like really one of those. I mean, it rules planet of imagination. So mm-hmm. Neptune is huge and will be the final theme to discuss. But um, Mars conjunct Neptune is a weird energy. Mm-hmm. And especially at 29 degrees of Pisces, it's like a, I mean, it's the final degree of the entire zodiac. And Mars and Neptune and this degree historically can mean not for everybody out, but can mean like um if, like 
uh, water events, floods, hurricanes, typhoons. I don't know if this is even the season for it, to be honest, because we don't get much of that. But um, uh, it rules, like I remember looking at like all the different things this degree rules and when and Mars is accidents in many cases. And Neptune is, you know, Poseidon, the god of the oceans, like big mm-hmm. water catastrophes. Like that reminds me of like that submarine that imploded. Oh, right. This that's year, that's right? exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. This yeah. rules shipwrecks. It rules people going missing. So like water event, like a, a plane. Oh yeah. That's one of the things rule, like the concept of being shot down. So it'd be like a plane getting shot down over an ocean and then the plane disappears and nobody can find the debris, like that kind of vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. So in general, <laughs> I know not, not fun, but it's just like, it's a big moment. Um, So we may see some very collective, like a collective catastrophe of some sort. I would not be on a cruise ship uh, on April 29th. Okay. Just me. Um, But Otherwise, I do think this is incredibly imaginative. And it's like, especially at the last degree of the Zodiac, it's like a very thorough wrap up and almost like epiphany or understanding of where you've been and like having this full freaking vision to carry you forward. Um, Because then Mars immediately moves into Aries, the sign it rules, first degree of the Zodiac, and it's ready to like take this new inspired spiritual knowledge that it's gained and carry it onward. Um, whereas Neptune just will stay there though and continue like, I don't know, irrigating your spiritual energy into something. Uh, so it's a weird, weird energy here uh, for sure. You know, I, you know why I'm laughing? Cause I'm like, oh, homegirl, you know, but give me, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about me in a second. Um, this is gate 25, a bridge gate, love gate. This is universal love. This is innocence. The line, it's selflessness. This is, this is like the connection to everything. So just, it's, it's, it's a transcendent love gate. There's transcendent love and there's mundane love in the chart. And this is, this is like the kind of love that you're like, I think we talked about this last time where I'm like, Neptune's just like, you think, you know, you have no idea what like, like and I and I have had I when I talk about 25, I do get emotional because I've had like those sort of like um very spiritual experiences. Now now it's been more than one where you're like, oh my God, it's love. Like that is that's it, people. Yeah. And everything that we do that keeps us further away from that is 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 like you're just creating separation, you know? Yeah. So to me, like and I have Mars at 29 degrees in Pisces. Like, so this is all happening again on, I'm, yeah. I'm, making, I'm getting directly hit by so many things when you're like yeah. shot down. I'm like, oh my God. Spiritually it's assaulted. <laughs> but it's like, but, but Mars and Pisces is like a spiritual warrior, yeah. you know, yeah. like to put a, yeah. put a happy spin on that and just be like, exactly. this is innocence. This is selflessness. This is universal love. This is, yeah. this is a warrior for something good and positive. You know, yes. and in healing and all those Piscean themes that you Mars and Pisces don't go together, you know, so no. it's like putting them together. What what does that indicate, you know, and then Neptune being that higher octave of love that's like beyond what we can even conceive of yep. as love, you know. Yes. So tell me about me, though. And it's well, yeah, no, I mean, you so kind of like even like, just said it. No, it's Jesus. like it's sort of like the trigger, like being triggered by some higher purpose like i think that's what thousand truly be like there's like a there might be a collective event that transpires right like that maybe is 
tragic and traumatic, but it just like it fills you with this sense of like compassion for all humankind. And you're feeling very moved and inspired to do something by it. Mars and mm-hmm. Pisces has to kind of like abandon its desire for control. So like mm-hmm. if you're feeling moved to like make a big statement about some catastrophe that's happened, for example, you got to do that. You can't like, if you try to control that feeling that you have, like, I want to like say something, I want to make a difference here or whatever. If you mute that desire that you that's just naturally building within you, you're cutting off something that's really mm-hmm. powerful. I'm not saying there will be a repercussion for cutting it off, but like there you're cutting something off and it's not okay. okay. Like, so I would, wherever that spirit is moving you at that point mm-hmm. in time, mm-hmm. you want to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like this, just those bursts of imagination, I think are coming forward in a really big way. Like Mars coming to meet Neptune is a trigger and like almost like a message for Neptune of get ready. Cause the next time I come meet you in two years and two months, you're in my sign. Mm-hmm. Neptune will be in Aries mm-hmm. and we're going to get this very different vibe. Like Neptune's leaving the sign. It rules Pisces and going to be in Mars's territory for a decade. Um, so that'll be a big change of energy. But if I remember correctly, cause we, we talked about this, I think last year, this time, um, just as kind of like a couple, you know, it's like going a couple years out and it, I think it's still in gate 25. Yeah. It's going to take a while. Cause I think yeah. of the zodiac it'll be a different time. line, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I remember you telling me a long time ago, I think when we first both read for each other, you were like, you have Mars in at the end, 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 you know, the 29th, which is called for, for any astrology nerds, it's the anoretic degree, the the final degree. And it was like in the final minutes, it's like, he's like, you could, you almost couldn't have this anymore at like the 11th hour you know, yeah. like place here. And you were like, there's a very specific reason that you have this, this way. And this is, mm-hmm. um, oh gosh, it's you were, the it, 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 it was just going to say, you said astrology. it was the, sh- yes, yeah. the shaman and, 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 um, and it's funny because to go back the 25 is the channel partner to 51, the shock, the awakening, the shaman 25 is considered the priest or the priestess. So it's like this, this very mystical energy, you know? So I'm like, I literally do have Mars in like this super, super crazy mystical place. I I really think it could be this very (laughs) big, like spiritual calling that you're feeling. And I think like, it may not make sense to you. It may not, you may be like, everybody's going to think I'm crazy. Like for sure, you know, but it's more than they already do. Like you got to go do it. Like, it's sort of like. It really reminds me of like biblical like types yeah. of stories where it's like somebody heard the voice of God and God told them to go walk across the desert and they're like, what? Like, and now you got to go do it. Like, and you're like, why though, God? Why? Why me? Like, it's that vibe for sure. The other thing, like on a, for everybody, it makes me think of like, I used to like be obsessed still in with near death experience stories. And that mm-hmm. is, it's the final freaking degree of the mm-hmm. Zodiac. It is that mm-hmm. it's death and transcendence mm-hmm. of all this stuff and then going into zero degrees areas it's the re-deliverance of the self here right yeah but this is the death and so this is one near-death experience that i re- like has stuck with me like massively and just knowing again where the north node south node is the relational energy all this stuff um this person died whatever long story short went to some level of a heaven, right? And like Mm -hmm. basically had a conversation with God. And this person was like, you know, like all near-death experiences, 
enveloped in this greater love than they've ever known that that universal yes. love yeah and they were like holy crap like this is amazing i've never felt love like this before like this is a beautiful and god was like there was a whole conversation that was better than how i'm going to explain this but eventually god was like um have you like shown love like this on earth like did you mm. do that and the guy the person was like no like how could i possibly this is the most amazing she love of all time. yes yeah and then god was like you're not getting in go back and sent the person back to their body and was like show that love you know what i mean so then that that's been this person's like mission ever since coming back was like i now have this like capacity for unconditional love and now i'm sharing it so that i thought was like the most beautiful fucking story like god being like what you don't you didn't do that love you didn't walk that love go back you're not done isn't that wild <laughs> he's making me cry <laughs> no because i've had i've had that experience um not as in like near death you know but it's like i've talked about this before and i, I can't i can't talk about it because i will start crying <laughs> yeah it's so powerful if you've not experienced it then you're like oh if that's and that's what i mean when i say that when i'm like we think we know what love is we have no idea it's so like there's no words there's no mm -hmm. words it's so beautiful and to know that it's like i i don't know i've touched that on different occasions now and to be like yeah you don't necessarily like you know you know it's there but you don't live your life necessarily is like in that 24 7 right and how there's so much space for it it's funny though as you were talking it made me think of um i love love <laughs> we love the movie scrooged and my favorite freaking part of this movie and the movie makes me cry every time every freaking time we watch it. i would just watch it the other day again it's like it's so it's if you've never watched it, it's so freaking funny too. <laughs> just love Bill Murray and that. I mean, it's there's one-liners after one-liners, but at the end when he's like, and and sorry if I'm spoiling this, you know, skip forward. But when the ghost of Christmas passed and he's like, he's going through the the crematorium, right? And he's like burning in the coffin, and then that elevator dings and and it's like. Oh, I like I laugh so freaking hard because oh my god it's just it's the best piece of this movie and and, and then the whole ending is him just being like I get it now like I get it I didn't get it I was such an ass like I had all my priorities totally wrong and now I see like I I've seen the light and it's like holy shit you know yeah sorry yeah no that's perfectly i mean a everybody should watch that movie like i love when like a movie or a song or whatever like kind of seems to show up and things like this so i think i'll i haven't seen that movie in forever i'm gonna oh, rewatch so that this month perfect <laughs> time so, of year so funny um, yeah and it reminds me it's like those deathbed confessions too right of that yeah. person being like i finally get it but it's too late you know so i think yeah. it's really powerful that there's this glimmer of what is the most real or whatever at this point and you're still here you can still enact that like big almost like epiphany or spiritual awakening experience and do something about it after yeah. this so that's april <laughs> big big month it's a big 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 month um uh, i don't have any yeah. tissues here <laughs> <laughs> sorry no, it's very fine. beautiful it's very fine. beautiful 
I just, oh my God, what a crybaby. But for real though, like, man, I don't know. People that have had it, I've, I've like lost my shit over yeah. this. Um, I did, I did, um, back in when I was in Dallas, like with reading somebody's chart for them and I saw it was like, they had the 25 and I was like, you've, you've experienced it. And she was like, she just nodded at me. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> inconsolable because it's yeah. like there's just there's there's just this like connection that you're like you get it you you get it yeah you know like not everybody has had that privilege and mm -hmm. i don't know man it's like a heavy responsibility when you like really are aware <laughs> yeah and everybody in some way is gonna see it like now yeah you know like yeah. that's a cool freaking thing it's we will so never beautiful. get neptune back here it's gonna be here for a little bit but we will never get it back we will, here yeah we won't see it in in our never. lifetime yeah yeah, yeah. very yeah. special that we're getting this Ugh. um and you will probably feel that sense of restoration <laughs> after it's been on your son this whole time and you're like god why 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 what am i doing you know it's gonna finally be like oh, i see like now right. i get why i went through it or whatever you right know? right it'll just go from my son onto my mars <laughs> <laughs> but i think it'll be good because it's your mars return you know like that's a rebirth yeah. of mars in your chart the rebirth rebirth of purpose and passion in your chart. oh i love that it's huge. i love yeah. that Okay, that's like a, a make a star day for me. I'll probably just Definitely. be like a blubbery mess, but hey. <laughs> I love it. I'll be good. And then <laughs> um, Jupiter uh, is the next theme. Jupiter is moving into Gemini, which I think is really huge. And this happens shortly after, just like a month later. Jupiter is the other ruler of Pisces, by the way. So a lot of this Piscean energy is like now also echoed through Jupiter's movement. Right, right. Um, so May 25th, 2024, all the way until June 2025, Jupiter's in Gemini. So you want to look at the Gemini part of your chart to see where blessings are happening. Right. <laughs> this is like, honestly, really, really lovely. Jupiter getting out of Taurus. Ju Ju I have Jupiter and Taurus in my nail chart. It's drag. It's no no instant gratification. <laughs> Jupiter and Gemini is like lots gross. of gratification. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot more um, that you can capitalize on i would say yeah. jupiter and gemini jupiter multiplies gemini multiplies abundant opportunities yes. for growth in the gemini part of your chart here um it blessings will retrograde on blessings on blessings please yes, it really is it yeah. is it's gonna retrograde one time um and that will be october 9th 2024 until february 4th 2025 okay uh it will retrograde from 21 degrees of gemini back to 11 degrees of gemini but that's normal. Jupiter goes retrograde that length of time every year. Okay. Um, so, uh, but otherwise, you know, May through, well, I'd say really June through October, it's like a lot of exciting movement and expansion happening in the Gemini area of your chart. Um, for you, like your, that's your 10th house, that's career. So I love it that maybe like, yeah. especially after that April pivotal month like you may then get a very inspired to start growing career in a whole new way somehow and it's going to hit your midheaven um the first week of august okay. so well actually last couple days of july and first week of august it's going to transit your midheaven which is the peak point in the chart a once in every 12 year like very big opportunity to expand yeah. your reputation and the legacy that you're leaving behind and to tell a story here gemini is the storyteller and the narrator and literally like you putting words to 
anything. And Jupiter disseminates information. It is a teacher. And so you might like this would be an amazing time end of July, early August for you to put out like a new course that you're going to okay. teach people on or something. Um, or just like oh. have videos again with North Node and Aries in the eighth passive income. This would be yeah. like you releasing a, a eight part video series that's available for download and purchase on your website or something. Right. And like getting passive income through a teaching. Mm. Um, yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. No, no, no. Cause, cause I'm like, wow, this actually, there's something making sense there uh, that I could see that maybe being a, a feasible timeline for, you know, at this, this, that time um one of the cool things too i wanted you said there was something you just said now of course like no i've been crying <laughs> i'm a tragic mess um you you can look at like your angles in human design it doesn't bring a uh, definition to your chart like my midheaven is actually gate 35 i don't have gate 35 in my chart but it is the channel partner to my sun gate so it's like taking this emotional dark night of the soul, healing energy, and sending it up to the throat, to the 10th house to be expressed through like lived experience. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't really exist in my chart, but it is there through like the astrological lens. So it's like, that's kind of wild that how, just how that lines up. And it's, totally. it's, a, it's an emotionally manifested energy. Like yeah. this is, that's really, really significant. Well, and like, because astrology cycles on cycles and like theme, like it all builds on each other. Like again, in April, you, you've got that Jupiter Uranus conjunction, the simplification maybe of an angle in your ninth house is the house of the teacher. So Jupiter planet of teaching and the ninth house of teaching, like yeah. you may have this a big sudden epiphany Uranus. I need to like really create a class on this, you know, uh -huh. then Jupiter moves into your 10th house, expands your ability to like teach in public. And then when it hits that midheaven, Maybe you, that's when you're releasing that course that you had this April epiphany about or something. There's like, right. it's gonna, it's it's not all like mutually exclusive. Like this is all no, totally. Oh no, of course. So cool. In general, Jupiter and Gemini is gonna relate to like advancements in media, information overload for sure. So people being needing to be careful about like where do you get your news, but not closing yourself off either. Like uh, to certain channels, like you don't want to become that like. I watch Fox News because it's like what I agree with person. Um, you definitely want to stay curious and inquisitive, but que like questioning a lot of what you're taking in in healthy ways. I think this will be when people are realizing it's go figure like the end of a school year, May 25th, when that happens. I think then it's going to be a summer of people really figuring out how do we invest better in education. Gemini okay. rules early childhood education. So I really yeah. can see the public school system going through a serious overhaul um, or come yeah. Jesus moment at this point. Um, there's a big like need to appreciate multiculturalism and diversity with this as well. Um, and Gemini is like a researcher and it likes to discover. And un yeah. So like, I think that we'll see just cool advancements um, and it's previewing again, like Uranus is going to move into there in that, time frame like closer to like july of 2025 but this jupiter expansion of gemini energy is really a serious preview of uranus moving into gemini where it will be for a good handful of years right. so and and when uranus is in gemini that is amazing feats of technological and communicative in, innovation in the last time uranus was in gemini the libraries like exploded across the country you know what i mean yeah. and like <laughs> that was huge so there will be like 
some of that popping up and uh, both Jupiter and uh, Gemini relate to travel and tourism. So we can ex expect that that will kind of grow. People might have more of a wanderlust again, it's, which is I think healing coming out of the pandemic. There's this like uh, desire to like not be as afraid to go places anymore, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When did you say it moves into Gemini? May 25th. Of? Uh, 2024. Of oh, uh, oh. Uh, Jupiter, I mean. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. Uranus. Yeah, Jupiter. Oh, Uranus will move in. Not until. Um, I think it's it's July 2025. Of 2025. Okay. Yeah. So, but that's interesting because then it's June 2025 that Jupiter leaves. So it's like Jupiter spends a little over a year going through Gemini saying, look at this, look at this, look at this Gemini energy, like highlighting all the pros and cons of it. Right. And then Uranus comes in and is like, innovate, innovate, innovate right after. Like it's very interesting. <laughs> That's wild. It was just going to say, it's like Jupiter's kind of like making space, like, you know, mm -hmm. almost like stretching out the, the boundaries and the possibilities in here. You know, it's like Uranus can come in and just like fill yes. the space with like yes. the new, the new, new. Yes. And the imagine the imagining of things, right? I know Neptune is that planet of imagination, but yeah, Gemini is how we're using the conscious mind. Jupiter is going to be expanding that conscious mind. Then Uranus comes in, and it's literally the inventor planet. So because we've expanded imagination and what we think is possible, yeah. Uranus can now come in and actually institute these like very huge leaps of imagination that we've made. You know? Well, I'm excited. I'm yeah, me too. I love yeah. that's and then that's my favorite month is June, honestly. Like not just because it's my birthday month, but like right. literally it's just it's just nice because Jupiter enters Gemini, the sun's there, Venus enters Gemini right at that same time as Jupiter. So like there's a beautiful, beautiful energy um taking place in June. I feel like especially if you if for any reason April feels like rough for anyone, just like hang in there because May eases up and then June especially will be really sweet. As let me ask you this, just like from a from a personal and, and sort of like practical side of things is like having Jupiter enter my 10th house. Like, of course, I, kn I know how I would interpret that. But how would you recommend taking advantage of that transit? Uh, I def Well, first of all, I definitely would say it's going to directly be related to April for you because of okay. more so for you than even most people because the Jupiter Uranus conjunction April 20th yeah is going to trigger your natal Uranus which is at zero degrees of Sagittarius right opposing zero degrees of you know Gemini so when yep. Jupiter enters Gemini it's gonna trigger Uranus in your natal chart so this big yeah. idea you had you're gonna really be like wanting to institute it I really think you're gonna get some like idea in April that then you you're pretty hard at work on in May yeah or June um May June <laughs> and um and July and August um but uh I think like it's funny because there's the simplification right that theme yep. does feel strong so I think yep. that you're it's again like okay now I'm honing in on this angle I'm gonna cut out a lot of this other fluff that I've been like maybe wasting some resources on and instead put all my resources into like this one thing that I really yes. believe in but in that one thing there's a lot of stuff that you can do. Like there's yep. such a diversification and an eclectic energy with Jupiter and Gemini. So you are expanding your reach and expanding what you do professionally. It's just that there is at the same time, a narrowing of the focus, which is good for oh. Gemini. Gemini's power is sticky power. Like it yeah. really, when it, when Gemini can commit to something, it is incredibly uh, skilled uh, and, and like helpful. Um, mm -hmm. But Gemini, 
can't figure out like what it wants to commit to until it's adequately experimented and explored all opportunities. So it gets a lot of dead ends and things that don't work out and it's got to let them go. And until it finds that thing to commit to, I think you're finding it beforehand. I don't think you're going to be spending this year, like like, playing around too much. You might play around within one lane or something or a couple lanes. Gemini can handle multitasking. So I I do think it's not like you're like honing in on and pigeonholing yourself too much or anything, but, um, yeah, I think that there will be an expansion of um, tactics that okay. you have and the and the things you choose to talk about. But it's like, I don't know, it's like honing in on one area of psychology, but then going like talking about it through like five different lenses, yeah. you know, that one thing. Uh, I don't know. No, this um, totally but- makes sense. And like I said, it's just it's still that line, minimize to maximize is, mm-hmm. is like my... Mm-hmm. thought process lately. yeah and i would tell people like in general like to experiment during this year for mm-hmm. sure wherever gemini's at in your chart uh, may 25th will be a year of experimentation and playing around but i would say the biggest thing is like gemini's a mutable sign it ends the spring season it needs to know when to let go so like not everything again not everything's going to work out like we we get involved in all sorts of exciting fun things that distract us um but we need to like know when it's gonna go like it's like well this isn't actually going to go anywhere it's an admirable thing to quote unquote give up you know yeah like stop wasting your resources i love that yeah um the second to last theme that we have here is that Uranus is ruling Q Q3 and Q4. Uranus is like a power player the second half of the year. These are good things. Um, ultimately, basically, uh, June through December, Uranus is making a sextile to Neptune. Um, it, it's not gonna be like these are at play for a few years, by the way. Like these are big outer planets again slow move in but we're really getting the the beginnings of this in 2024 so uranus sextile neptune june through december um it will be really close september 2024 and then uranus trine pluto july through november especially um and again that's going to be closest in september of 2024 so uranus in general is just like a power player this year like with that conjunction with jupiter in april but then the whole second half of the year the fact that it's connecting with neptune and then pluto overlapping and that those are both these are all three conjunction sextile trine positive aspects that you're making this is positive innovation this is not hard (laughs) uranus has been in a square with saturn the last few years so now Mm -hmm. it's clear that that's the hard ship of innovation the difficulty like of like i feel limited and i want to break out but i don't know how to break out right now yeah now we're getting these very big doses of inspiration seeing like the positive side of transforming whatever we're we're doing um, so I really like it. I would say, especially in September and go figure this September would probably be my second month of like big themes. Cause there's another okay. eclipse that Piscean eclipse in September right. there. And then Uranus is really active at that point too. Um, and the biggest thing I would say is Uranus is the revolutionary, the rebel planet. So yep. it's kind of, I think bringing a lot of those themes forward, you can expect to see more union work probably at that point, collective movements really rising up. And again, it's right before the election. So I I just see like people being incredibly involved, but also incredibly like, I don't know, like trying to apply really new tactics that we have not yet been harnessing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. It's going to be in gate eight 
And gate eight is a throat gate. So you have, and it's individual. So it's individual self-expression. It's creative self-expression. It's part of the channel of inspiration. So it's like mm -hmm. using your voice, you know, to inspire other people. And and it's all, it's the, in, anything individual is like the new, new mm -hmm. already. And then you have, you know, that planet in that place. It's going to be, it's going to be stuff we've never, we've never seen before. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And again, like the best chance at doing that and being part of the change is the North Node in Aries, like that fullness of the self, like you're going to be able to best speak, right? Like and show up as all of this stuff. If you're just embracing that authentic self, like you're going to, otherwise you're muting yourself and your message and what you're capable of. And that's not what Uranus is trying to have you do that second half of the year. No way. Mm -mm. Um, so that's just kind of like a big theme. Like I, I would expect to see a lot of that revolutionary spirit popping out. And then oh. the final theme I have is Neptune flirting, which we kind of discussed, but yes, <laughs> Neptune flirting with 29 degrees of Pisces. Um, and it's not just that, it's that it coincides with a lot of late degree planets every month. The sun is going to hit a late I, this list is ridiculous. Month. I know we didn't, we don't need to like go no, into every single No, gate, you know whatever, what I mean? But... I'm, I'm like, I'm impressed by all of these like late degrees. Like it is yeah. a laundry list here. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, it's May through September and it just kind of like adds on, like it gets more and more and more and more and more late degree energy and, it, and it's because because all those planets are going to change signs over the course yeah. of the next year so they're all hanging out at the tail end at this anoretic mm -hmm. degree of of these various signs yeah which is is critical mass it's like that is yes. a degree that's like hey everything that's happened from zero degrees all the way up till now like this is the this is it this is yeah. the grand finale of this sign yeah and i mean neptune is kind of like the big gun aside from September, Pluto will be at that 29 degree point of Capricorn. Mm -hmm. It's going to hang out there until November when it finally moves back into Aquarius. But um, otherwise, all of these planets, May through September, are going to strike some level of a connection to Neptune at 29 degrees. Um, whether it's a positive or a negative connection, it doesn't really matter. But Neptune's got this higher spiritual purpose at this point in time. And right. so all these other planets, 29 degrees, battling Neptune or getting along with Neptune are being seen or being shown like this, like the light, you know, and it's yeah. like, where are we um, in, in, in friction against the light and the higher purpose and this mm -hmm. unconditional love that we know we should be leaning into? When are we giving way to it too easily? You know, like sometimes we can with Neptune operate with blind faith a little bit. And so um, there's going to be a lot of like bouncing around May through September, I guess, but that, yeah, critical mass is like the perfect way to put it. And um just like the the feeling of like we're wrapping things up we're coming to this very big ending like this year really is a culmination of things that we've been going through for the past few years and a movement forward into whole new energy we'll be feeling that hands down um and not i don't know no sudden movements i think would be like probably the best thing to say okay. like you don't want to like act too spontaneously or recklessly with late degree stuff but it is a very very hefty late degree energy august and september i would say especially a really That's wild peak yeah and it, honestly even october too and november if you're going to just only look at pluto but uh, it's just i only did may through september because that's when neptune's at 29 degrees mm -hmm. um 
that's a lot of energy. And then Saturn's also going to be at 29 degrees too at a certain point. And Saturn and Neptune are doing this big conjunction, but we're going to talk about that later. That's like a 2025, 2026 dealio. Um, but this is huge. It's huge. Yeah. And that and that Neptune at 29 degrees again, like that's honestly, I put this as the last theme because it feels so culminating and it feels so like a Neptune is the planet of imagination. This is like, I think the May through September is really where that imagination for where oh. we're going next is coming because yeah. we're looking back with all these late degree placements, we're reassessing everything up until this point in time and then trying to imagine like, where do we go from here as the planets move on into the next signs? Right. Dang. It's a lot. It's a big year, but it is a, I want to emphasize the year of change. This is not more of the same. This is not at all more of the same. Uh, that and that, and that I think, you know, even, I mean, regardless, there's always going to be like ups and downs, but I think, I think it's the breath of fresh air that we've been needing, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for sure. Okay. And it's like, I, I think like the one other thing that I would reiterate is the ability to be a passive player next year. Yeah. That is, you can, easily go through next next year like almost like feeling the change happening and letting it just happen because you're like not feeling the same stuck stale stagnant energy and you're just like floating or you can be an active participant in it i'm not telling you what to do but i'm gonna actively participate and ride the wave versus just like get swept up in it and see where it <laughs> takes me yeah, yeah 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 gosh i know okay well like uh let me on just personally then what would be your over overarching theme you know kind of kind of given all of that for me you know at the end end of this we've gotten through all of our themes then um because i'm taking note of like okay this is this is hitting me here there and and whatnot but um yeah I don't know. I've I, cried. I'm like, no. <laughs> whenever I'm in that kind of like space, I'm like, put me to bed now. Yeah. Um, but I'm just like, for somebody who would, who would be in, in, in my shoes of like having a, an, a reading with you, you know, I'd be like, yeah. okay, Ryan recap my year for me then in brief. And you know, I think like, like I'm, I'm wanting to have a good year, especially professionally, because I feel like I've been working so hard for so long that, mm -hmm. you know, I want to that's that's where I hope to see movement and I know that there's things that are indicating that in the chart but yeah know. there is and it'll definitely be more it's hard because a, the energy of the zodiac this year is really concentrated like I would say Aquarius through Gemini um and in your chart that's houses six through tenth these are for the most part like not areas where you have control like this mm -hmm. is outside of you this is like the in the part of the chart that represents fate so there is still the need to like a little bit surrender and go with the flow okay. but like again there's the active participation with things which is more about like what are you doing differently in reaction to what life is throwing your way because like there will be pivots definitely coming that like you need to like adjust to somehow. And so it's not about doing the same old, same old, like, mm. oh, every time that this has happened, I got to like update this thing or what, I don't know. Um, it's, it's not, I wouldn't carry the burden or the weight of you just like conceptualizing everything all on your own from scratch. It's not that year of like free will. You're solely at the driver's seat. This is the year of 
other people absolutely influencing where you go, partnering with other people, alliances matter, the universe just in general, throwing new situations your way and watching how nimble you can be in the face of that stuff and how imaginative I think you can be in in like overcoming any obstacles, but also imagining the opportunities that come your way and like thinking about like, where can this go? Not taking anything at face value. Um, and especially one-on-one, like the blind faith element, I think is big with the Neptune stuff more so the second half of the year, but like not, there's not a need to over rely on anybody else here. You're definitely looking at like those commitments and debts you have in your alliances and like how to strengthen the connections you have, but at the same time, not just take everybody at their word. Like Jupiter and Gemini oh, yeah. wants to remain inquisitive, challenge your own partners and alliances, to, like think deeper to imagine more on your behalf. It's only going to strengthen you by like kind of almost being constructively challenging to people right. that you're working with in any way. Even the clients, you might start ch- challenging some clients harder, you know, than normal versus just like being like, here's who you are. And like, I'm not saying that that's how you are, but like, you know, you might really get them to start questioning things at like a much deeper level or I don't know, like kind of encouraging them, giving homework out or something like doing that active participation is something that you can like kind of like extend to others now. There's a lot of that. And, and it's like, I, yeah, it is the reaction is spawning your action. So like, even with that hypothetical of like, you might launch a new web series that like people can buy and it's a class that you're teaching or something. It's not that you're conceptualizing this grand class because you want to do it. It's probably going to be something triggered by outside events. You're like, these people have now three people in one week's time have just told me that they wish this thing existed. I can create it. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Okay. You're fulfilling a need. Yes. Okay. I love that. I love it. Oh my goodness. Well, 20 freaking 24. Yeah. Thank God. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. But also like, I can't believe it's here. I I know. I mean, every time, right. It's a whole, it's a whole new year, my Lord. Um, But that was incredible. Always. I mean, just Mm -hmm. the fact that you come and you spend your time with me, you know, I love it so much. Um, and just enjoy getting to do all this with you and and sharing in this and our mutual excitement and love for for all of this stuff. It's so great. And and the people that listen to it, I know people really appreciate it so much. Uh listening hey. to your expertise and all of this. So um okay. We know Bismos, you tell everybody where to find you, what you have going on, and of course that they need to book with you. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you can go to my website for everything that you need. Ryansastrology.com. It will direct you to Bismos CEO if you want to get there. Um, It'll take you to my booking page where you can book a reading with me. It will take you to my social media accounts if you want to like see what I'm up to or not up to. I'm kind of on like a social media dry spell right now. <laughs> I haven't been posting much or anything. Uh, yeah, but ryansastrology.com. I think that's an easy one-stop shop for you. I love it. I love it. And of course, if you get Bismos, the code Michaela30, yes. you get 30% off. You get all those workshops included. You get a code for 50% off a reading with Ryan um, amongst mm-hmm. other things. And so absolutely you need to grab that now because that's good through the end of January. So um, yeah. yeah, what do we say? It's like 60 bucks and for like a business write-off. Hi. 
Yeah. And And when you go to the business CEO website, you can also see there's a gifting option. So if you're looking for holiday gifts and you know somebody else who would like this, it's a killer holiday gift that you can get for someone. So there you go. Oh my gosh. A gift on sale too. Wow. Yeah. Um, But yeah, truly like I love, I love it so much using it again. I'm, you know, I'm into this stuff. So I'm like, this is amazing having it in I, I'm I'm gonna have to share more like on in stories and things because it's so good and it's detailed. Yeah. Like it's like you pull it up and it's like see the whole note and it gives you it gives you so much. And I think also for people who maybe don't understand their chart super well, like you said, booking a reading with you, kind of getting the walkthrough, but then also um I think it'll teach people about their chart. Once they start to get a feel totally. for it, you know, like knowing their houses and things and then you're like, oh, whoa, okay. So now I, again, the more you work with it, the more you're going to understand it and know how to apply it to your life. And it will be so incredibly beneficial. So totally. Yeah. I'm here I for think it. Booking a reading would be like really great one-on-one, but maybe yep. I'll even add on like another workshop where it's just more of a general, like how to find where these signs fall. In I think, you, I think you should I'm play devil, devil's advocate. I think that people would really benefit from it and, you know, yeah. kind of pull them into the fold that way, you know, cause I just mm-hmm. don't know. I think we, you know, you or I just take it for granted. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, of course this is happening here and it's hitting this in my chart. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, other people are going to start them start yeah. them with the baby stubs yeah yeah totally i love it amazing well of course thank you thank you love you thank you for course, spending your time you. here with me I, of course the best time and yay to 2024 yay Woohoo! Right. happy new year happy new year we'll see you all for january